Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the PensCast. I am your host, Garrett Bahanna, and alongside me, fellow contributing writer over at Pensburg.com and co-host of the PensCast and the PensCast Mailbag, it's Robbie Noggle. Robbie, we are recording this on the in the evening of April 6th before the puck drop between the Penguins and the Minnesota Wild. And I don't think it's hyperbole, given that where the Penguins are right now, I don't think it's hyperbole to suggest that this game is a must-win, and perhaps, if you'd like to get even more dramatic, Robbie, that the Penguins' playoff chances maybe do hang on the the result of this game. Uh, granted, there are a couple of games left to be played in this season, but uh, Robbie, how are you feeling head, heading into tonight's game? It really, it, it really feels like we are in uncharted territory for the first time in a long time with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, can't say I feel great, uh, to be to, to be honest with everyone. And like you said, this is even – the Penguins haven't really – I know I think it was 2015. Uh, they were close-ish. It was up in the air until like the last weekend. But right now, it just – they're outside of a playoff spot by a point. No more games in hand. Completely do not control their own destiny. And I guess – but I guess the good news is that it's not over till it's over, and there's still an opportunity uh, in front of them. It's going to be whether or not they can grasp that opportunity because, again, we'll talk about the, the forthcoming schedules between uh, the Penguins, New York Islanders, and Florida Panthers here coming up. But, I mean, it's not a great position to be in, but I guess they technically could be eliminated. But, yeah, it's definitely uh, for a lot of fans, um, and even for me, as a fan of, for over 30 years, this is somewhat uncharted territory um, outside of a few years. So, yeah, it starts tonight. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, you'll have a clearer picture to where everything stands. But it could be worse, but it definitely on on the knife's edge right now. They face a, a very realistic possibility. For, think about this. Missing the postseason for the first time since 2006. Robbie, yeah. I was eight years old in, in 2006. <laughs> okay, so you're aging me a little bit, but I, so 2006, 
I would have been a sophomore in college. I would have just gotten my uh, driver's license. It has been over half of my lifetime since the Penguins last missed the playoffs. It's unfortunate that it's it's in this situation, but I I can't. I I think that looking at it, no one to blame but yourself. Really, the Penguins have no one to blame but themselves. Well, I mean, you can maybe blame Ron Hextall, but the Penguins are only playing with the players that are on the roster, and then most of those players just aren't good enough. And when we record next week, we might know. We'll probably know for sure. I'd say. I mean, if we, I think the last game is next Thursday, so maybe we push it back a day so we can do a either a full eulogy or a playoff preview of sorts uh, for what the Penguins will be looking at. But yeah, they have no one to blame but themselves. And that's the reason they're in this situation. There's plenty of stuff to look back. Uh, you, you think at the time that, oh, there's just one blown lead. They all work out. Those games now, I mean, they all matter. And when it's a race this tight, you can look back at a million different things that went wrong during the year. And they all stick out now. And that's the situation they're in. And the the final stretch is against the Wild tonight. And it's a very good Wild hockey team. They are already clinching the playoffs. They are still in the fight for the Central Division crown. They have, uh, in entering this game, 44 wins, 98 total points. They are literally in a three-way tie with the Colorado Avalanche, Dallas Stars, and themselves at, for the first place in that division right now, Colorado uh, does have a game in hand, but this is the situation you're in right now, and you got to deal with what the game throws at you. And the Penguins, they put themselves in this position, and it's going to be up to them to determine whether or not they want to get out of it. And so, with that, let, let, let's go a little bit deeper and and talk about this. I, I'm getting all of these statistics right now from MoneyPuck.com, and you can go, Robbie. I know you like to use 538. Uh, right now, I'm just looking at MoneyPuck. The Penguins right now have a 54.6 percent chance of winning this game tonight. So, for all intents and purposes, you could call this game a coin flip, as you were describing how successful the Minnesota Wild have been to this point. And how poetic is it, Robbie? that Mark andre Fleury is expected to be the starting goaltender tonight for the Minnesota Wild. There is a scenario in which Mark andre Fleury, for all intents and purposes, destroys Pittsburgh's playoff hopes tonight. Yeah. Uh, it, it, that is just, yep. that, that is mind-boggling. And looking at some, some of these other percentages, if the Penguins beat the Wild in regulation tonight, their playoff chances go up to... 56.9%. That that in itself right there, 56.9%. That that that's a boost of 14.7% to where Money Puck has their current model right now. But even 56.9%, that doesn't feel like a sure thing. That does not feel like a guarantee. If the Penguins lose to the Wild in regulation, again, for all intents and purposes, their chance to make the playoffs falls to 21.2%. You hate to use the term must win, and I really think the term must win is thrown around all too loosely in just about every sport. Even with this game against a Western Conference opponent, given that the Penguins are out of a playoff spot right now by one point, this game is as close to a must win for the Pittsburgh Penguins that we've seen in several years. And I just, I can't get over the fact how much is hanging on this game? The fact that Marc-Andre Fleury 
it could be that guy to shut the Penguins out of the postseason effectively. And it, don't forget the guy that's running the show in Minnesota as well could very well no, be the Penguins general manager. Exactly. There, there, there is so much what there are so many what if scenarios that could have played out differently over the last five or six, seven years or so. It's weird that it's all converged and, on this, this night. And another thing, it's a little, it's not quite to the Marc-Andre Fleury, Bill Guerin level, but we talk about the Penguins bottom six being terrible. Freddie Goudreau, yes, a guy that was excellent in Pittsburgh in a very, I mean, he was basically a waiver pickup. He was not like they paid nothing for him. Exactly. They let him walk and he's found a home in Minnesota, been fantastic for them. And as part of the reason the Minnesota is approaching the hundred point barrier and fighting for a division title and is going to be battling for a Stanley cup. I mean, that's, there's so many different kind of layers to this game tonight. And, and this is just one of the four games. Like we have other games to talk about, but one thing that's important is not only it's tonight, you're fighting with two other teams who not only have a point lead on you right now, they also hold every tiebreaker. The Penguins, yep. they can tie with one team. They have to be, they have to finish with more points than at least one of the New York Islanders or Florida Panthers. They cannot tie. They cannot, because the, they hold the, both the Panthers and the Islanders hold the top tiebreaker over the Penguins. So they cannot finish tied. They need two points. They need, because even if they get a point tonight and Florida or the Islanders lose in regulation, they still hold the advantage over the Penguins. And they need all three points, or all two points tonight. I don't care if you give Minnesota a point. I don't actually, giving the opponents coming up, I don't care if you're given a, a point to any of the final four teams. You cannot lose points. You have to win these hockey games. There, that's and again, the Penguins have not done hardly anything of any kind of win streaks since the New Year. If you're going to go on a win streak at any point, right now would be the perfect time. But I, I have no faith in the Penguins to do that. Can they win tonight? Absolutely, they could win their last four games. This team, you don't know. But I right now don't have the faith and. I hope that when you're listening to this tomorrow, it's a completely different story. I hope when we record next week, it is we're talking about a playoff series against the Bruins or Hurricanes, however bad that may go for the Penguins. But right now, I, I mean, you cannot get any clearer what needs to happen. Uh, not only the Penguins winning, though, the teams in front of them have to lose at least one hockey game. Like, and I'm not saying that all. Like, listen, if all fourteen, if all three of these teams go on. A four-game winning streak to end the season. Again, the odds of that have got to be extremely, uh, extremely small. But that said, the Penguins—they can't control their own destiny. They can only control what they do, and that starts tonight against Minnesota, and then continues uh, this weekend into next week. So you got to focus on the task at hand, one game at a time. Don't watch the scoreboard, uh, but go out there and you got—you got to do something. No time like the present, I guess, and it's their fault they're in this situation. But they'd still have one last chance to make it to, to make it right before before what's going to be a long off season. So yeah, let's talk about it now. Uh, let, let's pre- let's start previewing the the three teams that we are talking about here: the Penguins, the New York Islanders, 
and the Florida Panthers. We'll start with the Penguins, uh, and obviously we've dissected, we've previewed this game against the Wild tonight and the importance that it has for the Penguins' future. Let's talk about the game on Saturday against the Detroit Red Wings, a team, Robbie, that the Red Wings, they destroyed the Penguins thanks to David Perron's hat trick at the end of March, on Tuesday, March 28th. The Red Wings win 7-4 to over the Penguins. The Red Wings aren't going anywhere this season. They're starting to come out of that rebuild that they've been in for the last several years, but they are n- not in a playoff position by any stretch of the imagination. You'd like to think, you would like to think that perhaps this game against the Wild is the is the toughest game the Penguins will play out of their remaining four. But the but the answer is you do not know what this team. Yep. You, you it is so and it's it's weird to give analysis like that because there's no substance to it, just saying that you don't know what you're going to get with this Penguins team. But that is the God's honest truth. You do not know what you're going to get with this team. The the Penguins could come out Saturday. They could win tonight. Let's say they win tonight for the sake of their playoff chances. They could win tonight against the Wild, four to one. They'll go into that game against the Red Wings and they could find a way to lose three to two in overtime or, or four to two in regulation. It is so unpredictable. I, I have not felt a sense of unpredictability with this team in several years. So you're looking at a team, the Red Wings, on Saturday, that the, that the Red Wings beat the Penguins 7-4 to at the end of March. Then you go to the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks are in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes for sure on Tuesday, April 11th at 7.30. Again, I'm going to say it here, and I'll say it against the Blue Jackets on Thursday, the final game of the season. You would like to think, you would like to think the Penguins have enough star power to push them over the edge to beat the Blackhawks who are in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes and beat the Blue Jackets who have severely underperformed with a terrible roster. You would like to think that the Penguins, even if they don't win, if they don't beat the Wild tonight, you think that they they win those remaining three games. But the reality is with how inconsistent this team has been all season, you're going to have to watch on the edge of your seat. The playoffs started probably two or three weeks ago, and you're going to have to watch on the edge of your seat until the very last horn blows on Thursday, April 13th. I imagine I imagine the percentages, the, the win percentages, are in the Penguins' favor uh, if we look forward two games against the Red Wings and the Blackhawks and the Blue Jackets. I imagine just based on the strength of the roster alone that the Penguins are favored in those games, but that doesn't mean anything. That does they're not, not well. I'm looking at 5:38, so mine might be a little different. So, um, Saturday's game against the Red Wings, 5:38 um, has that as basically a coin flip. Holy moly, that yes. is that is staggering. Uh, Tuesday against the Blackhawks on home ice, Penguins are 71 to 29 uh, percentage favor in that game, and then on Thursday night, which will be. Let's see. Columbus on the road. The Penguins are about 58 to 42. Uh, again, a lot of this can adjust uh, depending on what happens in these next uh, coming games. But we talk about, again, these teams, okay, they're in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Those players are still playing for pride. True. They know what's on the line for the Penguins. They would love nothing more to wreck their this long playoff streak. You're absolutely right, and I did not bring that up. Remember who is two of these teams here. The Red Wings had that long playoff streak, and the Blackhawks had a long playoff streak end recently. I mean, they know what it feels like to to have that come come crashing down. So do not be surprised if 
you if there's not a little bit more more motivation for uh, these teams, and then you throw in the rivalry aspect with the Columbus Blue Jackets, they're going to want to win that game too. So uh, again, they've lost to the Red Wings twice this year already, and they they blew that four nothing lead right around Christmas. That again, we look back at that now. That's an extra point the Penguins threw away. Uh, they did get a point in overtime, but they still threw away an extra point. What should have been an easy extra point when you're up four nothing against a terrible hockey team. Uh, and now they get to play spoiler again. So uh, a lot, I mean, there's going to be a lot of motivation for the opponents in these, in these coming games. And maybe, and maybe it's a good thing. They don't play like a capitals or flyers in these final games here, but Columbus is going to be a hungry team and it's going to, there's going to be a lot of motivation for these teams uh, to kind of play spoiler for the Penguins. So let's look now at the other two teams. The Penguins are fighting and I've, I've pulled up 538 myself. I'm looking at the projections right now between the Panthers and Senators uh, later tonight. The Panthers have a 65% chance to beat the Senators. Again, even without looking at these percentages, I would have I would have guessed, I would have hedged my bets that the Panthers would beat the Senators. Again, the Senators are not playing for much of anything. But like you said, Robbie, you always have to throw in that aspect of teams that are out of it in the Bedard sweepstakes playing spoiler to teams that are fighting for playoff chances. So even with the Panthers having a 65% chance of winning this game against the Senators, nothing is final until the final final horn has blown and again the islanders and lightning tonight at 7 30 looking at 5 38 that's a true 50 50 split a true toss-up the games on thursday we'll have uh, we we've said it before we'll say it again we'll have a clearer understanding probably around 10 10 30 eastern on uh on uh, thursday night of and tampa is roughly settled um yes. with what they're they're going to be the three seed out of the atlantic against uh, the the Maple Leafs, so they're kind of again. It's not easy to rest guys in hockey because you have a twenty five roster limit. You can't really just. It's not like the NFL where you can just swap in whole units and stuff. But maybe Vasilevsky gets a few nights off. But again, if you, I think if you're, and we'll talk about the Panther schedule here uh, in a second. But I think if you look at it, the Penguins, I'd say out of the three teams, have the easiest schedule in these final four games after the senators uh, on thursday night their final three games are no cakewalks even though they play the capitals on saturday the panthers play the washington capitals on saturday the capitals are uh, eliminated from postseason contention however if you want to skip past the capitals not saying that'll be an easy game for the panthers to win the panthers play the maple leafs and the hurricanes to end the season uh, on April 10th, they play the Maple Leafs. On April 13th, Thursday, they'll play the Hurricanes. Both of those teams are settled. Both the Maple Leafs and the Hurricanes, uh, they are, I don't think they're going to try and risk. They're going to try and limit risk as much as they can. But like you said, it's hard to play that game with a roster limit, a roster size limit. Looking at the Panthers right now, then we'll shift over to the Islanders. If there is a sliver of hope, Uh, Given the Panthers' goaltending situation, I believe Bobrovsky is still hurt, and they're relying on journeyman uh, Alex Lyon still in net. The Panthers perhaps have the most difficult path ahead of them compared to the other two teams, the Penguins and the Islanders. Robbie, would you feel the same way looking at the Panthers' schedule? And like I said, if, if there is a sliver of hope there for the Penguins, 
perhaps the Panthers slip just a little bit, and that may be enough for the the Penguins to to rebound and perhaps overtake the Panthers in the wild card spot. Yeah, I think looking at the Panthers are definitely the I'd say I'd say they're the most difficult schedule um, of these next four games. I, I mean, there's no real tanking team among uh, among them. The Ottawa. Um, not great, but I mean, they put up, um, I mean, they're really only, um, six points behind, uh, the Islanders and Panthers. They're really, they have 81 points. They're not uh, really that far off. They were, they didn't have a bad, they had better, they had big hopes coming in, didn't quite pan out enough talent that they could easily pull an upset. Um, especially with that game, uh, I guess it is in Florida, but capitals, I mean, the capitals, not terrible, just again, kind of a penguin story, just not quite as, um, they didn't weren't able to quite draw it right down to the finish line. Um, again, that game's on the road though, and they do end at home. But Toronto and Carolina, very good hockey teams. Uh, a lot's going to be riding on them games, and those are games that even if the Maple Leafs and Hurricanes are settled into their position, could still cause uh, a lot of problems for uh, the the Florida Panthers. Uh, as for the Islanders, uh, yeah, they get a big test against Tampa. And then Philly, Washington, Montreal. Philly and Montreal are not very good teams. Washington's kind of the same boat as we just mentioned with the Panthers. But three of those games are on home ice. So that's advantage Islanders there. Uh, so that way, I think you got to look at the Islanders schedule and say, and that's a pretty favorable schedule. Again, not, they, not guaranteed they win, but that's not the most daunting uh, challenge in front of them. No, you, if you really wanted to, you could simplify it and say, because of the strength of schedule for the final four games, you could really simplify it and say, it's the Panthers and Penguins who are vying for that final wild card spot. Again, where I'm talking simplest terms, strength of schedule, and nothing is a given in this league. The Flyers, the Canadians could come out and beat the Islanders in regulation. The Capitals... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're going to play with pride. Ovechkin is going to continue his goal-chasing streak to try and catch Gretzky. I think they're going to play with pride, but holy moly. So we... No, I will say, if you look at the schedules, the Penguins and their last two games against Chicago and Columbus, they will go in with a game in hand knowing what the Islanders have done. And... Because the Islanders play Monday, Wednesday, the Penguins are Tuesday, Thursday. And the same situation for the Panthers as well, going into them two games against uh, Toronto and Carolina. They're going to know what the Islanders have already done. They're going to know what needs, what they need to do, what is ahead of them. And again, a lot to happen between now and then, because all those teams have two games on, on Thursday night, tonight, and then Saturday. Uh, but again, the Penguins play at 1 o'clock on, on Saturday. And then you have, oh, let's see what here, what other times these games are. You have the Islanders, both the Islanders and Panthers are at 7 and 7.30 uh, on Saturday night. So they're going to know kind of those two teams will actually have a game in hand technically when they drop the puck on Saturday night with the Penguins playing uh, during the day. So it could be very, that game as well, huge importance. Even if, let's say all three teams win on Thursday night, the Penguins go and win Saturday. All of a sudden, the pressure flips to uh, the Islanders and Panthers to take care of business on Saturday night. So the Penguins still, uh, the window's still there. It's just going to be whether or not they can take 
take advantage of what opportunity uh, is there and can control what they can control. Let's end with this, Robbie. Let's end with some reckless speculation. First off, I don't want to give that eulogy like you mentioned until next week. I think that's what we will do, um, given that the Penguins season will end on that Thursday next week. We typically record on early Thursday evening, so that's what we will do next week uh, looking ahead. We will record on Friday, and uh, perhaps I'll put it out Friday evening or very early Saturday morning, but looking looking at this remaining schedule, Robbie, in, in your gut right now, in your heart of hearts, as hard as it may be, what are what are you thinking for the Penguins' chances? I mean, everything they had, the games in hand, the easy opponents that they let slip away. In your opinion, do the Penguins find a way to get in, or is it is it the the end of an era per se, and we head towards a a long and questionable off season? So again, this prediction could be completely washed by the time that this comes out on Friday. So my prediction, my bold prediction for these this this final week, these final four games, the Penguins will enter next Thursday in Columbus with destiny in their own hands. Whether or not they simply need to win that game and pull away, or they need a win over the Blue Jackets to surpass the Islanders because the Islanders season will be over at that point. The Penguins will enter that game against Columbus controlling their own playoff destiny. How they get there, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. they will enter that game controlling their own destiny. It is fascinating, terrifying all at the same time that we are actually having this discussion with four games left in the regular season we're going to have three games left by the time this podcast goes out Friday morning. I have not been in, in this scenario. Robbie, you mentioned it earlier. There was that point in time. I think it was, what, 20, what'd you say, 2015, at the end of the 2015 season? They didn't even have to beat, I think it was Buffalo. I think they still, even with a loss, they would have gotten in. But some things had to happen for them to miss. But they still, it came down to like that last game and a win just kind of sealed it. They still controlled their own destiny. Um, but this is the first time, I think, basically, of the even the Crosby, the Crosby Malkin era that they've gone into this final week not in a playoff position. That is so hard to comprehend. Granted, Robbie, I, I'm younger than you. However, you know, your, your Penguins fandom predates mine. And, and however, but you, you've seen, we have seen, you and I have seen, the majority of the Penguins fandom has seen so much unparalleled success. And for these final four games to mean so much, it feels like we're preparing for a funeral of sorts. And it's it's not going to be that severe because the Penguins will return, even if they don't clinch a postseason berth, they will return in October later this year, and the journey will continue with Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. The the journey will continue. However, uh, reality is staring us in the face. Can the Penguins, the NHL's oldest team, can they find a way? Can the old stars who have given so much to this franchise over the last 17, 18 years, can they find a way to will this roster across the finish line and, and into a postseason berth? I personally have my doubts. I mean, considering, 
considering the egg that they laid against the Devils on Tuesday when they went into that game, saying that this game is so important, this game is a must-win, we have to play our best game of the season, and they were effectively shut out for the majority of that game for nothing, ended up losing 5-1. to one. Granted, I did not think they would beat the Devils. I gave them no chance to beat the Devils, and that's exactly what happened. They got demolished. Yeah. But, well, we have we have speculated quite enough to this point. Uh, this has been quite a reality check for myself, and I'm sure for you as well, Robbie, but we will know by Thursday night, again, 10, 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, whether or not uh, the Penguins' chances improve or drastically decrease. And uh, we will be back uh, early next week for our standard Penscast mailbag episode. And uh, like Robbie said, we will record our final regular season episode next Friday. And uh, as Robbie so eloquently put it, it'll either be a eulogy or a playoff preview one way or another, uh, it does not fill me with great confidence no matter what happens. Uh, yeah. But until then, until we talk to you next week, I have been Garrett Bahanna for Robbie Noggle. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Pens Cast, and we will talk to you all again next week.